Good morning, and welcome to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN, where our goal every Sunday is to entertain, enlighten, and expose you to information that can lead to positive change in your life. I'm Larry Hardesty. This morning, we'll meet an interesting and energetic young man who's living out his dream as a professional athlete while giving back to some young people. Long Island native professional lacrosse player Kieran McCardle is my guest. So... If you're preparing a nice Sunday breakfast or chilling on a Sunday morning, or maybe you're preparing for a virtual sunrise service, or perhaps you're about to hit the road for an early run, well, there's a little better this morning, right? Remember your mask and social distancing, and thanks for making us a part of your morning. We'll begin this edition of New York Sports and Beyond with lacrosse and physical fitness next on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Kieran McCardle is a Ron Conkerman, New York native, where he attended Connecticut High School. While playing at St. John's University, he was a three-time All-American and two-time Big East Player of the Year. He has played for several lacrosse teams in his career, including the New York Riptide. He's got another job, which we'll also discuss this morning. So join me in welcoming number six, forward Karen McCardle of the New York Riptide to New York Sports and Beyond. Hi, how are you? Hey, Larry, how's it going? It's great. Thanks for a couple of minutes this Sunday morning. Of course, thanks for having me on. So tell me how this lacrosse life of yours got started. Give me the Kieran and McArdle story. <laughs> so uh, it actually started before I even can remember. I had a, a stick in my hand at, at su- such a young age, um, you know, growing up on Long Island. Uh, it's, it's a huge hotbed for the sport. So, um, you know, ever since I could remember, I was, uh, I was carrying a stick. My dad played a little bit in high school, and uh, you know, ever ever since I had that stick in my hand, I, I completely fell in love with the game. Now, you attended Connecticut High School? Yes, yep. Did you play there or no? Yeah, I played, uh, yeah, I played there, um, and then, then went on to uh, St. John's University. Oh, we know about St. John's, Mr. Three-Time All-American, Mr. Two-Time Big East. We know about, we know about St. John's. Take, <laughs> take me through that experience of, of, of staying home and going through the you know, the, the process of deciding whether you're going to stay local or go elsewhere. Cause I'm sure you had other offers. Um, you know what? I, I didn't have too many, too many offers. Um, you know, I was, uh, kind of a late bloomer, uh, coming out of high school. Um, you know, I had a, had a real good senior year, uh, after I was already committed, uh, to St. John's, but, um, you know, I, I really met with the coaches, met, you know, saw the campus and everything like that. And it just felt it was a perfect fit. Um, but but like you said, uh, I didn't really have I didn't have too many offers there, so my uh, options weren't weren't uh, really there. But I was uh, I was real happy. I I kind of fell into St. John's. Had a great experience there. What is it about lacrosse and this area of Long Island, Suffolk County, Nassau County? What is it about the sport that has attracted men and women to it? Um, I think it's just uh, a combination of all the sports put together. Like, you know, growing up, I, I played pretty much every sport, but it, it is it is very similar to basketball and, and how you move and things like that. And then it's got the physical aspect of, of a football uh, football game. And, and, you know, the speed, the speed is just a lot of fun. So I think, you know, once you once you start playing, you, you completely fall in love with the game and, and just a combination of a, of a few different sports put together make it such a beautiful game. Now, Karen, not that you're an old veteran in this sport, but I'm sure that lacrosse changes, right? All sports change over years. How has lacrosse changed from when you played in high school and at St. John's to what we see now where we're – obviously the exposure is one thing, but I'm talking about the game. How has the game changed, if at all? Yeah, just uh, a little bit of the rules have changed just to, to make the pace of the game go a little faster. 
Um, you know, just not as many whistles for stoppage. Um, it, it used to be a lot of uh, a lot more of subbing and getting certain guys on, but once you step, once that ball goes out of bounds, you step on the on the floor of the field. Um, you know, the whistle blows right away. So it's a fast paced game. It's it's real fun to watch. It's it's up and down a lot like basketball. So um, you know, once you once you get a hold of it, you you kind of fall in love with it. Kieran, for my audience who's not really familiar with lacrosse, kind of take us through the object of the game. Take us through your role. I know you're forward, which means you're a scorer. So let's just kind of talk, talk about what the lacrosse is. Yeah, so there's uh, there's actually indoor and outdoor lacrosse. So the rules are a little different there. Um, but I'll go. I'll kind of go over indoor uh, lacrosse, and and it, it is very similar to basketball, where it's. Um, you know, a lot of up and down, but when the ball kind of goes from offense to defense, um, you, the offensive guys sub off and then the defensive guys sub on real quick. And then, um, you know, it's a lot of pick and roll, um, of just like similar to basketball, a lot of that same motion as basketball, but then it has the physicality of hockey. Um, you know, we play in a rink just like hockey and it's, uh, it's fast paced and, uh, you know, you got to you got to come out to a game to really get the uh, electric atmosphere that that we have here in uh, Nassau Coliseum. All right, we'll talk about the Riptide in a moment. Now, you mentioned indoor and outdoor is different. Con- contrast that with outdoor lacrosse. Yeah, so outdoor lacrosse, um, it it is almost more of like a, I guess if you think about it, kind of like a soccer field where guys are staying out on the field more. Um, and, and you have kind of an offsides where you can't go uh, past the midfield line. Um, and then you'll have like attack and midi and defense. Um, so there's a few different positions. Um, but, you know, it's very similar where, you know, you're still setting picks. You're still moving around uh, throughout the field. Um, and then uh, it's, you know, it's the same thing where you're trying to put the ball in the back of the net and score that goal. Now, I'm sure – as an athlete, there were other sports that you were intrigued with in in high school. What was it about lacrosse that just made it seem like it was for you? That's what you really wanted to do, other than the fact that your dad played. I'm sure they had an influence. But what 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 was it about the sport that really got to you? Yeah, so I think, uh, like, you know, kind of touched on earlier, the combination of, of a few sports, um, it, it really drew me to it. I, I love playing all sports, but then when you put – you put a few sports together and um, and you're flying around out there on the field. It's it becomes a lot of fun and and once you have a little bit of success, you kind of feed off of that and you keep on working hard um, and and good things happen. So um, you know it, it really was just started at a young age. It was just so much fun for me. Uh, I really enjoyed it every single day. So the work wasn't really like work. It was just like going out there and having fun with my friends and and getting in my backyard and and uh, you know. Being being uh, as best as I could of a lacrosse player, and, and that was fun for me. That turned out pretty good. Gary <laughs> <laughs> McCardo is my guest. He's a forward for the New York Riptide. They play their games over at Nassau Coliseum. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. All right, Kieran, take me back. You're drafted, okay, into uh, the, the, the lacrosse league here. Take me through what that was like. Take me through all the process. Take me through the the you know interviews and the workouts and everything. Just just live, relive that for us. Yeah. So actually, um, indoor lacrosse is is more of uh, something that a lot of Canadians play. Um, you know, in, in the winter they're playing hockey. In the summer they're playing lacrosse. Um, and, and growing up, I never really played indoor lacrosse. It's it's starting to become bigger and bigger here in the states. 
Um, so I, I actually wasn't drafted into into the uh, indoor lacrosse league, um, and and kind of was a, a free agent. And and one of my buddies that I played outdoor with, um, you know, asked if I had any interest in in playing the indoor game. Um, and then kind of went out to a training camp um, and and learned the game because it is it is a very different game compared to the outdoor game. And there's a lot of uh, you know different different things that you have to learn with within the game, especially to play it at the high level. Um, so, so my, my road to professional for indoor lacrosse was a, a little bit different. Um, but for, as in terms of outdoor, um, you know, I was, I was drafted into the MLL, which is, which is the old professional league. Now um, they merged with the PLL, um, which is the premier lacrosse league. And, you know, I was drafted, drafted into that. And, uh, you know, a little bit of the media stuff, it, it's not, it wasn't as big as it was, uh, it is today, um, you know, with all the interviews, but I think lacrosse is really trying to burst onto the scene and, and, um, and I think we're starting to see that, you know, in, in these upcoming years and, and as we continue to progress the, the sport. Now, when you were drafted to outdoor lacrosse, what was that feeling like? What was it like for your family? What was, uh, the feeling like for you? Because I would think, after all the hard work you've done, all the practices, all the all the games, all the you know preparation and being physically and mentally in shape, you had to feel pretty good. Yeah, it was it was pretty surreal. I mean, you know, like you said, you, you put in all the hard work to make it to the highest level. Um, and and in high school, you know, you put in the hard work to play Division One, and then Division One, you put in the hard work to to make it to the next level and play professionally. So. Um, you know, hearing your name called on draft day is is pretty cool. Um, it, it just kind of shows all the hard work and dedication that you put into the sport has uh, paid off. But but as as many professionals know, it it doesn't stop with your name being called that day. Mm-hmm. So the work was just getting cut out for me, and um, and it was uh, it, it's been a great ride so far. So for you now, how long did you play outdoor lacrosse before switching to indoor? Um, so they're actually two different, they're different seasons. So one is in the mm-hmm. winter and one is in the summer. So I'm, I'm currently playing in both leagues right now. So what's that adjustment like when you go from one to the other, you know, what, what, what what's the adjustment like physically and mentally? Yeah. So, so indoor, um, it's very physical in terms of like, there's a lot of cross checking, um, and you're, you're getting hit into the boards and, and things like that. And it's in, in very tight spaces. And the goalie almost looks like a, a hockey goalie where he has a bunch of pads on um, and, it, and it's a smaller net. So you have to be very accurate with your shots and um, you're, you're making quick decisions in tight spaces. Um, and then kind of when you tra- transition to outdoor, um, you know, the field's a lot bigger. There's a lot more space. Um, there's a, a little bit more uh, checking with the stick, which is like, uh, like slashing and things like that. So, um, I, I would say both are very physical in, in terms of that. Uh, but, you know, like I said, the decision-making um, and those tight corners is kind of like the indoor game. And then when you get to the outdoor game, you have a little bit more space and a little bit more freedom um, to to perform out there. Now, Kieran, when you first started indoor, you were with Toronto, yes? Yes. Yep, I did uh, three years in Toronto and then um, got picked up by New York. What's the difference in the in the philosophies of the teams? I mean, I know that it's all indoor lacrosse, but still, what's different about uh, how the philosophy of the game in for you when you played for Toronto as opposed to the Riptide? Yeah, so you know, Toronto is a very historic program within 
the NLL, um, and and you know they're they've won many championships, and and it's has a lot of rich history there. Um, so so you know we're we're chasing championships every single year there, um, and then you know coming to New York and us being an expansion team, um, you know obviously we're we're chasing championships, but it's it's kind of building that culture. And, uh, you know, kind of having everyone all on board, um, all paddling the same way and, and really building something special here on Long Island. So what's that like for you? Because by that, by, you know, the Riptide bringing you here, they want to change the culture. They want to let the young players know what playoffs and championships and how you prepare for that and, and all the things that you do to make that happen, the little things. So how is it, you know, bringing that experience here, kind of going from, you know, you're still playing, but you're kind of being a mentor also. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm starting to transition from, from being the younger, youngerish guy <laughs> to the older-ish guy. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find my role, you know, as, as well doing that. Um, but I'm, I'm also still chasing the championship. I don't, I don't have any professional championships or any rings on my finger yet. So that's what's driving me to keep going and, and uh, keeping me keeping me getting up every morning and working my hardest and, and keeping the stick in my hand and working out every day. Kieran McCardle is my guest. He's a member of the New York Riptide here on 98.7 ESPN. So how does Kieran become Mr. McCardle, physical education teacher in Manhattan? We'll find out together next on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for stopping by New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Let's continue my discussion with Kieran McCardo of the New York Riptide. Kieran, let's talk about the pandemic and how that's affected the seasons. Has it affected outdoor as well as indoor? Yeah, so um, both have been affected uh, pretty good. So, um, you know, back when the whole pandemic started, it was it was towards the end of our indoor season, the regular season. Um, and, and that was, you know, delayed for a little while and then eventually canceled. Um, so we, we got in about 15 of the 18 regular season games. Um, so then there was no playoffs, uh, moving forward there for the indoor league. And then the outdoor league, uh, it was over the summer and, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't do the, uh, traveling. So we actually did a bubble out in Utah. Uh, for about three weeks and, uh, you know, played four round robin games. And then you got seated after that. Um, and then it was a single elimination bracket to uh, crown a championship or a champion. What was the challenge like in being in the bubble? I mean, we hear watch what, what it was like with the National Hockey League last year indoors and obviously the NBA. Uh, what was it like for you guys being in the bubble where you're limited, you're restricted where you can go and where you can't go? Yeah, that that's exactly it right there. It was it was uh it was pretty much from the facility back to the hotel. Um and you know, you could you could imagine over the 21 days uh that gets that gets pretty redundant. So, um it was it was cool to be with my teammates uh you know 24/7 um because in in professional lacrosse we kind of uh you know, we're we come in on the weekends and and get a few practices in and then play on Saturday and and then usually fly out on Sunday back to wherever you're living. And a lot of the work that you do, um, you put in on your own. Um, But this was pretty cool because, you know, every day we were practicing with each other, eating meals with each other, and it was almost like we were back in in college and and being around your teammates 24-7. So that that was a cool part. Um, But but like I said, you know, doing the – Kind of doing the same thing over and over um, with not much places to go uh, got a little redundant. So being with your teammates kind of kept you from going, ah! 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, they kept kept us all sane, so it was, it was nice to be around the guys. So I know the indoor now is suspended, right? Till for this for this season going to start uh, next season, yes. Yeah, actually. So yeah, I didn't touch on on this season. So we were, you know, they were they originally announced an April start date, um, mm-hmm. you know, but then with all the travel restrictions and and everything in place, that wasn't going to work out, and then. There was talks of a bubble being thrown around, um, but I, I think at the end of the day, the league uh, just just wasn't able to make that feasible. So, um, ended up canceling this this whole indoor season, um, and then you know hopefully we could get uh, PLL season coming up this April. So, Kieran, uh, here's the other part of what I really am looking forward to talking to you about this morning, and we talked a lot about your lacrosse career. Take me through the genesis of you being the phys ed teacher in Manhattan. How did that come about? Yeah, so I went to uh, I went to college. Well, I should start out. My dad uh, was a phys ed teacher and athletic director at St. Mary's High School on Long Island for uh, just a little over thirty years. So, um, kind of followed in in his footsteps of uh, of being a, a PE teacher. So, went went to school for that. Um, and then, you know, kind of knew that, that lacrosse wasn't, um, you know, like the other big sports leagues where, where you're with the team and, and it's a complete full-time job at, at this point. So, um, knew that I needed to, to have, uh, some kind of career path outside of lacrosse. Uh, so, you know, my passion has always been in coaching and, and teaching kids. So, um, you know, PE teacher was a perfect fit for myself. Now, how long have you been doing this? Uh, this is my third year. So I, I went to went to went to grad school um, out of college and got got my master's because here in New York State you uh, you need your master's to teach. Um, so did that for two years and then uh, going on and this is yeah now my in my third year of teaching. All right. So what's it like working with these elementary school students in gym class? It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know I. I've, I've got mini lacrosse sticks in here, so uh, you know we got them got them uh, a stick in their hand, and they're they're having a blast with it. But you know, just playing a bunch of different sports and and teaching them about health and fitness, and um, you know, just being the best version of the, of themselves that they could possibly be. So, Kieran, are you recruiting? Are you practicing to be a general manager now too? <laughs> <laughs> I will see what the future holds. <laughs> Gary, we hear a lot of stories about some of our young people who are struggling with, you know, um, being in the best of shape, making sure they're eating correctly, not eating the right food, some questionable food choices. Uh, as you work with these elementary school students, what's the approach that you have to, obviously you want them to have fun and you want them to, you know, run around and, and exert energy, but how do, how do, what's your focus on trying to keep them in that mindset that, you know, when they leave you, they're not sitting in front of, uh, you know, some video game shooting something, shooting some cars or some zombies? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so my approach is, is all about having fun. Um, you know, when you, when you make it fun for the students and they don't realize that they're actually getting the exercise, that's, that's my goal and that's when I know um, I'm, I'm doing my job because if we just stand there and, and run around a track, you know, half the kids w- will hate it and, and won't be engaged. But when, when you put it into a fun game or activity um, and, and they really enjoy it and they're smiling and they're running around and they're having fun and they want to keep playing and keep playing, 
um, that, that's kind of my approach there is, is just all about having fun. And then, um, then I have a little joke where I'll, I'll look inside one of the students' ears and I'll be like, oh, your, your brain's rotten. It, it must mean you're playing a lot of video games. And, and I tell them that the video games rots their brains. So I kind of mess around with them a little bit and, and tell them how video games are, are not so great and, and try to make the physical activity fun for them so they, they really become uh, lifelong um, you know, physical activity uh, advocates and, and lovers. And Kieran, what for parents who are listening, what's the best way, and you said make it fun, so for parents, what what's some suggestions you have for them to, with their kids, kind of have a balance, okay? We, we understand that they want to have a couple of minutes and play the video games, and I'm not here saying all video games are bad. That's not what we're saying, but we're saying it's it's a balance, mm-hmm. Kieran. And, and so how do we get that balance of, yeah, you got the video games, but you know what? You need to get out there and play lacrosse or run or jump or, or ride the bike or just do something you know, something that burns some calories, something that's athletic. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would just say, you know, try try a bunch of different things. You know, try sports, try gymnastics, try karate, um, try swimming, whatever it is. I think you, you just got to get, get the kids out there and trying it. Um, and, and then, you know, they, they could just one day fall in love with whatever whatever they try that day. I think just just having a variety of different things and, and taking your kids to different places, you know, maybe taking them to a park or, you know, having them try out different experiences really opens up their eyes to, um, you know, getting off the couch and, and being physical uh, and getting that physical activity in. Now, Karen, what has the COVID-19 pandemic done to adjust what you're doing with the, the gym class and stuff? Are you doing exercises virtually? What are you doing during this pandemic? Yeah, so it has been uh, pretty difficult. I'm, I'm, my principal doesn't want me using the gym because uh, he doesn't really want the students going, you know, from throughout the throughout the school. So um, students are pretty much in in their own classroom all day, um, you know, eating lunch in there and and things like that. So I, I go into the different classrooms um, and and we do we have. Uh, they have their own space. Uh, you know, there, there's A and B days. So, so there's not a, there's not like 15 students in each class. There's about, you know, five to seven students in each mm-hmm. class, depending on the day. Um, and, and we just, we do physical activity. So we do just a bunch of different exercises and things like that. And then, uh, you know, we, we do a few videos that we watch online. There's just, there's just good, um, good resource that it's called gonoodle.com and, and there's mm. a bunch of different dances and exercises that they could follow um so just just to get their heart rate up a little bit especially during these times is is very pivotal yeah i'm sure it is how how are the kids dealing with this um kieran because i would think that you know as the cool young phys ed teacher right i'm sure that guys you know they start to talk to you a little bit how are they dealing with what are some of the challenges and frustrations that you see in them because as you work with them more and more you get to kind of know them better yeah the the main thing is they they tell me that they're bored um you know obviously parents are are dealing with this situation uh very differently um and maybe some some parents don't want their kids going outside or or you know being in contact with other people. So so it is very difficult. So their main thing is that they're bored. Um, and you know my myself and my co teacher actually we do a family fitness night um, one one day a week uh, where where all the parents and and students could come on and and I'll, I'll go through some exercises and then my co teacher um, she's a Zumba instructor so she she'll do some Zumba and, and we kind of pair it together and, and make it a fun night for the, the whole family. 
That sounds great. Now, is this done virtually? Yeah, yeah. So it's on. It's a Zoom, um, and and we, uh, yeah, we we set it up, and we're we're all at home, and everyone's at home doing it in their house. I'm curious now, Kearney, You got me curious. What 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 are some of the Zumba like moves, or just some of the basic moves that you you've got the parents doing? Oh well, I, I have two left feet. I'm not the Zumba instructor. I just, I just, <laughs> I just follow along with my like what my co-teachers do, and she, she'll lead the way, and and all the students will follow. But um, that that really puts a smile on a lot of their faces, which is great. Yeah, I'm sure because they're looking at their parents, and their parents are struggling through this, Kiernan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and what are some of the exercises you've got the kids doing um, on on uh, via Zoom virtually? Yeah, so we'll do, you know, everything from burpees to jumping jacks to high knees. Um, you know, I'll tell them to go into their cabinet and, and grab uh, some cans of beans and we'll, you know, do some bicep curls and shoulder presses and, you know, just a bunch various different workouts and, and exercises to get their heart rate up and get that blood flowing. And what's the response? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, they they really enjoy it. They they a lot of them are like, "Can we do this every day?" and, <laughs> and things like that. So it it really is great to to see them smile and and really enjoy what some physical activity. That's the voice of Kieran McCardle. He is a member of the New York Riptide. He's also a phys ed teacher in Manhattan. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 987 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty, phys ed teacher, lacrosse player. So what's in the future for Kieran McCardle? We'll ask when New York Sports and Beyond returns on 987 ESPN. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond on 987 ESPN. Let's conclude our chat with phys ed teacher, lacrosse player, Kieran McCardle. Kieran, it's fascinating. It's it's kind of for you, what is it, instead of me telling you, let me ask you, what is it like for you? It, it kind of takes you away from lacrosse a little bit, but you're still involved, right? You're still involved with kids. You're still involved with playing games. It, it keeps you occupied, yeah? Yeah, so I have uh, my own uh, club lacrosse program here on Long Island called the Long Island Rush. So um, me coaching that and, and in the gym, you know, teaching, it's very similar and goes hand in hand. And I, I find that um, I'm able to get my uh, directions across to the students a, l- a little better because, you know, I've kind of been, that, that's my profession is, is to teach kids how to, you know, move their body and, and, and different skills. So I feel um, that, that my teaching in the gym really helps me with, you know, teaching my lacrosse uh, players, uh, you know, various movements and things like that within the game. So, Kieran, it sounds like, uh, once again, with a little bit of your dad's influence, that you want to, when you're done playing, long, long, long time, long time from now, when you're done playing, you kind of <laughs> want to get into coaching a little bit, huh? Yeah, so, um, absolutely. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing coaching now within the club program, but I, I think when my playing career is done, I would, I would love to get uh, at, a, at, a nice, uh, at a nice high school and, and really, uh, you know, try to grow, grow that grow that there at where wherever i end up uh that would be the ideal goal you know phys ed teacher and and uh and coaching coaching a few sports well tell me about this team that you're coaching right now your team and and let's say somebody is interested right now they're listening and they want to find out more information so tell us about the club tell us about that and give us some uh, where we can reach out to you and find out more yeah yeah of course so uh we're we're on uh social media with uh long island rush lack and then you could head over to our website at Long Island, 
Rush Lacrosse or LIRushLacrosse.com. Um, and, and it's just, you know, it's kids that are, are really looking to take their game to the next level. Um, you know, we do tournaments, we do a lot of personal training and, and really try to develop the kids as a, as not only as a, a good lacrosse player, but a, a good, uh, citizen within the community. So, um, you know, we're trying to build it here on Long Island and, and we have a bunch of teams involved. We have both boys and girls. Um, and it, it's been a great experience for me so far. And I, I really love sharing my knowledge for the game. Are you are they separated in different age groups, or you work with one specific age group? Yeah, so there are they are um, broken up into all different age groups. Um, so we we have about fifteen teams total, um, oh. about ten boys teams and 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 five girls uh, teams. Um, and and I I coach two of the age groups, but then you know we do a bunch of clinics and and uh, things like that. So I'm able to get in front of all all the age groups within my program, which is great. What makes a good lacrosse player? There's a lot of things. Um, I would say the the lacrosse IQ is you know is a huge one, and, and that's the knowledge of the game. Um, you know, I think the athleticism. You know, being able to run up and down, run up and down the field at a fast pace and a high level is another one. And then uh, the hand eye coordination. You know, being able to to catch that ball throw that ball while running full speed i think um you know all those things put together makes makes a great lacrosse player you mentioned mental and iq and it, it's amazing in my years in doing this that so many people we and it's obvious we we look at the athletic talent and the physical skills and we're amazed uh but when you really look at some of the greats in whatever sport it is kieran it is that uh, that mental aspect, the, the ability to be ahead of the play, the ability to be prepared, the ability to see things, to, do, to just have a little step ahead, be just a little step ahead seems to be the key. So I would think even in lacrosse, mental is as important, if not more important, than the physical nature. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think, you know, as you get older and you, and you want to take your game to the next level, you, you have to have that that IQ um, and, and then to keep the longevity of it um, you know a guy like Tom Brady who's been doing it at a high level for such a long time you know his his IQ of the game is is off the charts and and I think at this point of his uh, of his career that's what's that's what's keeping him around and keeping him performing at a top level so I, I think you know as you get older you really have to be a student of the game um, and and start to incorporate that in into your you know everyday practice physically what's that preparation like to be able to run and adjust speeds and and you know be able to to play the the amount of games that you play and so on and so forth what what does it take physically preparation wise to be able to do that yeah so so for me uh i'm i'm lifting like five days a week four to five days a week depending on if i'm in season or not and then you know running um, and, and keeping my cardio endurance up, uh, you know, same thing, probably, you know, four, four to five days a week as well. Um, you know, for, for me, I'm a little bit more of a, a skinnier guy. So, so for me, lifting weights and, and keeping my body strong and in shape is, is huge for my game. Um, and then, you know, you, you always got to keep your cardiovascular endurance up because, because the sport of lacrosse is, you know, it's, it's high pace and it's a lot up and down and a lot of running. So, you got to make sure that you're performing at the highest level the whole time. Karen, let's talk about your Riptide team before we wrap things up. What, what? Tell me about some of your teammates. How good can this team be? 
Yeah, it's uh, you know this this past off season we we did a great job of, of signing you know probably the the best offensive guy in the game, um, and and now he's with with the Riptide, so that's going to really help us take the next step. Um, you know, the year before that on our expansion team, we got the first overall draft pick. Um, so, so we have some building blocks and, and we're going to continue to grow this thing, uh, you know, as, as the years go on. But I think, uh, you know, we got a few guys that came in this past off season, a few, a few free agents that are really going to help us take our, our game to the next level. And, and, you know, we want to make the playoffs and start making a, a push for that championship. What's missing? It's a young team, obviously. Is it learning how to win? Is it uh, just take doing the little things to take it to that next step? You coming from Toronto, as you mentioned earlier, which has been a team that was constantly in the hunt for a championship, was, was a, a team that knows how to win. What is the Riptide missing? Yeah, I think, I think in our first year it was just that confidence. Um, mm. You know, being, being called an expansion team, um, you know, you kind of get that that wrap around the league, and and I think just as you as you continue to play as the season goes on, um, I think if you watch us play, you, you saw the confidence start to build each game. Um, and unfortunately, our second season was canceled. Um, but I think you know, getting a few few more guys in our locker room started to build that confidence, and then. You know, you, you touched on the little things, and and um, and that's something that you know we continued to do and continue to grow as the season went on. So I think that confidence was building in our first year, and and we're hoping to can continue it on. You know, moving into the second year, uh, obviously a little delay in the season, but we can't wait to get out there again. I know that's right. How important is chemistry? Chemistry is huge. Uh, you know, especially with. <laughs> With uh, you know us not being being with each other every day at practice, but you know even even in any professional league, I think you know the the tightest knit teams off off the field or off the court are are usually the ones that are are very successful um, on on the floor, or on the court, or on the field. So um, I, you know in professional sports or even sports in general, I think that chemistry is huge and. And building that, you know, that team camaraderie uh, could go a long way when when you hit the game. Karen, what's in the future for you other than coaching? There's some other things I'm sure you want to do. Uh, maybe you want to continue on with your phys ed fund that you're having with the elementary school kids. What do you see in the future for you? Yeah, I think you know, continuing to grow my my lacrosse uh, program, the the rush here on Long Island, um, and and continuing to spread spread the the game of lacrosse. Um, it's such a beautiful game and, and sport, and and uh, you know it's it's not spread throughout the whole entire U.S. yet. But I think you know as as more and more guys are you know coaching and and traveling all around, uh, doing various clinics in, in different states, trying to grow the game is is something that's my passion and and something I would love to see, you know, for my kids and and for the youth that's growing up right now and and really building the sports league. To, to be one of those major major sports leagues uh, here in the U.S. Do you see it, and it's already, as you can see, more visibility. ESPN's got a number of games. Other sports uh, networks have games. Do you see it growing to the point where it could be either indoor or outdoor a year-round, a, a full-season thing where you wouldn't have to be doing other things, where it would be more than just we go in a couple of days and play for the weekend and then we leave? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, this is uh, – 
going on my eighth year of, of being a professional lacrosse player, and you're starting to see it more and more. Um, you know, guys coming in, uh, the, the wages are going up, so it's a little bit more supportive for the for the players. And there now are full-time lacrosse guys, and, you know, they, they supplement it with, with camps and clinics and, and coaching. But, um, you know, I think as the game continues to progress and we get more media coverage and, um, you know, we're getting sticks in more people's hands and we're getting more fans coming out to the stadium, uh, you're really going to see the sport take off, and, and I can't wait for that day. Kieran, give us uh, the information on your uh, team again, your lacrosse team. Yeah, the the Long Island Rush. So you could head over to our website at lirushlacrosse.com and then, you know, find us on all social media for uh, lirushlax. Um, you can find us there and, and follow along. And, you know, we're having tryouts coming up in August, so we would love to get some more talent out on Long Island and, and join our uh, club program. Kieran McArdle, it was fun chatting with you this morning. Thanks for a couple of minutes. Best of luck in your season, uh, indoor and outdoor, and continue to have fun with the kids. All right, Larry. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. That wraps up this edition of New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. We thank you for listening. We'll join you this evening during the week on ESPN New York Tonight with Gordon Damer and right back here next Sunday morning on New York Sports and Beyond. For my incredibly talented producer, Ray Santiago, and an assist this morning from the fabulous Ray Dinahan, I'm Larry Hardesty. The conversation continues right here on 98.7 ESPN New York.